welcome aboard the Battleship Pretension. I am Tyler Smith. I'm David Bax. And thank you for listening. David. Yes. How you doing? Uh, I'm on the, uh, I'm, uh, my bags are packed. I am ready to head to Park City. Okay. My bags are not packed. Okay. I'm leaving in a week. <laughs> uh, uh, that is a thing that I sometimes worry about uh, for myself is when I know that there's a trip coming, it's like, well, all my laundry's clean now. Yeah, I did, I did laundry this past weekend, so I would have, yeah. Yeah, and so I just feel like, well, I'm going to want all my favorite clothes when I'm on that trip. <laughs> so why not just pack those now? And, uh, you know, <laughs> what are you laughing about? That I have favorite clothes? <laughs> <laughs> that you need them on your, it's you're almost like, like you need a security blanket or like, it's like. Uh, like you're going to stay at grandma's for the Look, weekend. Deal. <laughs> when you have a gut, as I do, there are clothes that are more flattering and clothes that are less flattering. And, um, and if I'm going on a trip, chances are I'm going to want to make a good impression to somebody. And so it's like, all right, got to make sure my flattering clothes, my favorite clothes are in there. Um, also, uh, you know, I, there are shirts that I like that have hmm. like something on them. And I want to declare this, you know, this is my personality with, with my shirt. My, my, uh, my packing method has, has changed over the years. Um, and, and now it's more about least amount of clothes but most amount of versatility so oh, i might okay i might you know have like okay i can wear these pants two different days during the trip mm-hmm. but with a different shirt or i can have you know uh you know I, I can wear this pants you know these pants with this, this jacket but the next time i wear these pants i'll have the other jacket and okay. then the opposite like so i i basically try to conserve space but i don't want to when i'm on my vacation. I don't want to look like I'm wearing the same thing every day. So I try to find a way to pack the least amount of clothes, but have the most amount of versatility within them. See, you put, you put thought into this. You <laughs> yeah. Know. I don't have my favorite clothes. <laughs> well, it's probably a weird way to say it, but, uh, I guess I've never put those two words together. <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, we, uh, we're going to go ahead and, and get our, uh, sponsors, uh, out of the way. Don't get me wrong. We still value them tremendously. Um, but we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Mubi, a curated online cinema, that, cinema that brings its members a handpicked selection of the best independent international and classic films. Every day, Mubi's curators introduce a new title and you have 30 days to watch it. That means there's always 30 wonderful films to enjoy all for only five ninety nine a month. Plus when you use their mobile apps, mobile apps you can download films to watch offline currently available at movie there's a number of, of films but they they uh 30 in fact um but they really wanted me to to talk about these i wish i had seen them they sound wonderful um eric romero's spy film triple agent which i uh, has anybody at the table seen i haven't okay. seen it, it was, uh, our guest we haven't said his name yet yeah. it's a secret uh but i know he's seen a lot of eric romero he right. did a, a a column on the still doing on the website. It's still going on. Still going on. So go to battleshippretension.com for that. Yeah, check out Romarathon. Nowhere else. Romarathon. Uh, but then also Vittorio De Sica's Yesterday, Today, and Tomorrow, starring Sofia Loren and Marcelo Mastriani. Um, and then uh, also they are showing just in time, because you actually just saw it and just talked about it. Fantastic Planet is, uh, is playing. That's probably why, right they put it, why they picked it, because we talked about it. You the know podcast. what? Maybe. <laughs> 
They listen to this and they're like, "Hey, you know what? It's not out of the realm of possibility." Old uh, Old Bax is talking about Fantastic Planet. Let's get one of the. Let's get that over here. Yeah. And before you know it, they'll be like, next week we'll say, "Oh, available at movie uh, Dirty Work uh, <laughs> or Ravenous." But uh, I got a. Uh, I can't remember if it was an email or a tweet, but a compliment on my impression of the lasers at the end of Fantastic Planet. How does that go? Which again? are they're, they're lasers that are destroying these massive things that are destroying the the way of life Mm -hmm. but they're super cute these lasers they go like this Uh, they're not the only thing that's super cute, David. <laughs> I know. It. Um, all right. Uh, now there is also a special offer for listeners. Battleship pretension. Listen up. You can try movie free for a month. Just go to movie.com. That's M U B I dot, which is a period com. That's C O M slash battleship. I'm not going to spell that. You already know to redeem now. Um, all right. That was silly. And I yes, like it. Sorry. Uh, I want to tell you about tweakedaudio.com earbuds, the professional quality earbuds. Um, and they're available over at tweakedaudio.com in a variety of stylish styles and colorful colors. And they, they look great. They sound great. Tyler and I, uh, stand by them and use them, uh, each and every day of our lives. Um, and, uh, I mentioned, yeah, tweakedaudio.com, tweakedaudio.com. That's where you go for these at a low, low price. But if you use the offer code, pretension at checkout uh you get one third off that low low price and no shipping charges so go to tweakedaudio.com and use the offer code pretension this episode is brought to you in part by noom forget one size fits all diets with noom you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle no food is off limits enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits noom's users love the flexible approach blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. Grab your copy of the Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Tyler? Yes. Who's our guest? Who's the author of the Romarathon ongoing column uh, at com? I believe it is uh, the editor at large for com, Scott Nye. Scott, how you doing? I completely have favorite clothes and I pack them for trips because, of course, I want to look my best for everybody. Exactly. I'm not going to be packing them for Sundance, though, because I'm just going to be wearing the same sweater and coat every day. Indeed. So no yeah, have you looked at anyway. the, the weather report? Oh, it's bad. It's going to be snowy. I, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. It didn't. There was no snowfall last year. I feel like at all. There's snow on the there ground. Was, there was some snowfall. Some light snowfall. Yes, light snowfall. I'm worried about heavy snowfall. Not me. All right. I'm looking forward to it. Got to take that shuttle across the mountain pass. Could uh, get ugly. Yeah. That's that's the kind of thing that that actually freaks me out. It's yeah. Just uh, you know, you don't want to be in a uh, force majeure situation. That's exactly I know. What I was gonna, um, yeah. But because uh, then, what choice do you make? You know, are you going to speak for the whole shuttle and say, "Hey, pull over," and then look like some kind of uh, alarmist? I don't know. I don't. Want, I'd rather not be in that situation. I'm glad I'm in school, so I don't have to go with you guys. Or you get trapped in Park City or Salt Lake City or somewhere in Utah. You can't get out. That's just the worst. Yeah. No. Seems like there's a movie in there, either a horror or a comedy. I'm not sure. <laughs> no offense to listeners in Utah, um, but you know. Hey, uh, we're uh, we're gonna get to what we gotta, we gotta talk about, but we have mm-hmm. 
presents or a present Yay. from one of our listeners, All your right. friend and mine, Ian. Um, I see your friend of mine. You've had uh, yeah, lunch more, with the man. He's more my friend. In fact, he actually specifically said, I hate that David Bax, but you're pretty good. But uh, yeah, he sent us. Well, he sent us a card. Always open the card first. Yes. That's what I have learned as a as a boy. Uh, holiday greetings from Beantown. Okay. It's Boston. Um, and, uh, of course, there's a whole note. I'm not going to do uh, uh, the whole Is the it whole, nice the stuff that you don't want to say? But, no, it's about uh, what he sent us. Okay. Oh, we're going to have to fight over these because there's just the one package. Okay. We got some Tim Tams. Oh, man. Now we're Ori- talking. Original Tim Tams. Oh, so, uh, yeah, we'll figure that out. Could bust them open now. <laughs> no, we're not, I, I don't feel like eating on the podcast. All right. um, Someone from Boston said happy holidays from Beantown. People the, in Boston hate Beantown. The card said that. Yeah, he didn't write it. I still think he endorses it. I question no, he, his, I think he, he's not from Boston. He was visiting Ah, Boston that explains when it. When he sent it. But uh, now, you know, I have a thing about cities where people are like we don't like that nickname oh i think it's dumb i'm just saying it exists i'm just saying it's about them being insecure oh for sure you know all like and really what i'm i'm just bringing this up so i have yet another opportunity to talk shit about san francisco and san franciscans (laughs) because their whole smug things oh their whole like oh we're really more of a european city they're everything about we don't like it when you call it frisco or san fran or sf or whatever it's all about insecurity because they're jealous that they're not Los Angeles, which is not, I'm not saying that they wish they'd lived in Los Angeles. They're jealous that when people think of California, they think of Los Angeles. They have a second city uh, syndrome. Sure. I guess. Well, so how do you feel about uh, what's in Tom Anderson insisting that it be called Los Angeles and not LA? Uh, that's, uh, I, I prefer to call it uh, Los Angeles as well, but um but, you don't Tom, but Tom Anderson's thing is more uh, when, when he uh, in the movie Los Angeles right. itself is what we're referring to. Mm-hmm. He's talking about Angelinos referring to it as as L.A. OK. Um, and not outsiders. I think he has a different point of view that I don't necessarily agree with, but I see where he's coming from um, that. Uh, uh, anyway, I don't want to get into it. Ever since seeing that documentary, I do say Los Angeles. Oh, I definitely do. I've said L.A. every once in a while. And every time I do, I'm like, oh. You know, what, maybe I'm talking about Louisiana. I'm not. Yeah. It's Sometimes Angeles. it's fitting to say L.A., but I, I tend to say Los Angeles more just because it's more fun to say. Um, but anyway, my whole the, my, my point is that San Franciscans, you can be smug all you want, but we see right through your insecure bullshit. Oh, wow. <laughs> we love you anyway. Sure. That's the thing. That's the thing about the San Francisco, Los Angeles thing is that. Angelinos are like, oh yeah, we love San Francisco. We love going up there; it's beautiful. And San Franciscans are like gritting their teeth and shaking their fists uh, at so us. So what, well, we Oak- what must Oakland be thinking? <laughs> <laughs> so um, San Franciscans, just be happy with yourselves. Yeah. San Franciscans, get some therapy. So what? Why is uh, Scott? You lived in Boston for a while, right? Yeah, I went to school there. Why is it called Bean Town? I don't know. Because of Boston baked beans, I guess. Is that it? It seems seems weird to me (laughs) that it would name itself because there are other things in Boston. That's not the that's not the only thing it's known for. I'd say, well, you know, um, Chicago's major nickname, the Polish Sausage City. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Bratberg, they like to call it. Um, Okay, let's get into it, shall we? Indeed. But first, here's what I want to tell you about. Okay. Uh, a couple of things, uh, and we're going to be doing this a little bit more more regularly. Um, we want to go back to having 
some uh, visit video elements on the on the, on the website. Uh, mm-hmm. We used to do a thing called Ask Ask BP, where we would uh, petition uh, listen just sort of a, like a mailbag segment. But yeah. It's not on the podcast as a video that we post on the website, and we're going to go back to doing that. So email um, David at battleshipretention.com. I'll handle this. All right. Um, uh, and make sure to put Ask BP in the subject line uh, so I know what it's for. Um, uh, and uh, we'll pick out a few questions uh, a week and, and do short little videos for the website uh, of, of a mailbag segment. So you want to get your Twitter handle mentioned on the, on the video. Um, yeah, send, uh, send your Ask BP questions. They don't have to be about movies. Anything you're curious about yeah. uh, uh, when it comes to us. Um, you could ask, I'm how's not, it going? Yes, you can. I probably won't pick that one yeah. unless it's a slow week. Uh, you can ask me what I do for a living. I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. Uh, that would be a wasted question. You could ask me what David does for a living, and <laughs> I probably won't be able to answer you because every time he says it, I just glaze over completely right. and I you, don't totally remember. You do know where I work, and that's, that's true. That's the issue. It's not what I do. It's yes. where I work that I try to keep uh, quiet. Yes. It's not um, unlike talking about my brother's job. Something with computers. <laughs> That's all I've got. But um, speaking of the website, so the, the video is going to go on the website. Uh, we want to get a little more engagement on the website. There's mm-hmm. the, we got a podcast listeners, loyal listeners, um, and. Uh, as we've learned from our recent survey. Uh, oh, yeah. Please take that survey, uh, yes. by the way. It's still available. Is it still available? Okay, it's still available as of now. Um, take the survey on the website. It uh, helps us learn more about you and how to you know, cater our uh, content to you yeah. in advertising. But uh, our content to you. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, we, we, we've learned that a lot of people engage with us uh, as a podcast first and foremost. And the, mm-hmm. the website is full of joys and wonders. Yes. Um, for, for you to, to experience. So I've come to be be very proud of the website that we put up. We have yeah. fairly uh, comprehensive content, I think. Yeah. Uh, and so here's a sampling of just, just over the past few days. Uh, I think we mentioned last week, Sarah, uh, Brinks is doing a, a column for the year 2017 where she's watching in order from 100 to one, the BP listener voted top 100 that we did, uh, many moons, many years ago, uh, many, many moons, yes. but many years ago. Um, and so she's, uh, there's, there's definitely still plenty of time for you to catch up. We're only on, uh, as of this recording, uh, on number 98, I think number 97, um, will be up by the time you're yes, I think uh, so. hearing, uh, hearing this, but right now, number 98 city of God is up. Uh, in the in the in the BP fleet, we've got um, West with musical notation doing a look at uh, the movie music of David Bowie yeah. uh, in honor of the one year anniversary of his passing. Um, Jim over at I Do Movies Badly is doing a month on Andre Tarkovsky. Uh, just did Ivan's Childhood, which is a wonderful th- movie. This week uh, we've got. Um, but Alex Alexander Miller does a criterion prediction column every week. Um, sometimes two a week for no reason at all, but <laughs> yeah. I don't mind. Um, but he's been doing it every week. Uh, see what I want somebody to do, but I don't time. think, I don't think any of us are equipped to do uh-huh. is a, is a scream factory prediction or okay. a shout factory prediction. But I don't think any of us know horror quite well enough to be able to do that. See, I think once you know, uh, the, the, like, business of this of this sort of like home video licensing thing and you realize like oh what like studios or libraries do they work with a lot and what's in those libraries you could actually probably do a pretty good uh screen factory prediction column um but uh i can't do it it would be like insider trading oh um 
so this week he uh, wrote about Paper Moon. And then in, uh, I want to mention reviews. It won't always be just me, <laughs> but you've got uh, reviews of uh, my review of The Bye Bye Man, which is uh, the big release this weekend, I guess. <laughs> uh, There's that Jamie Foxx movie. Was it Sleepless? Sleepless? Is that out already? I think that's I, next week. Yeah, I don't Maybe. know. Um, and then I also reposted my reviews, uh, two negative reviews, unfortunately, of uh, Patriot's Day and The Comedian because those expanded right. uh, wider um, this week. So, yeah, that's just a look at uh, what's going on on the website. Uh, it's at battleshipretention.com in case you didn't know. Uh, go check it out, and there's plenty of fun stuff to engage with. All right. All right. We open the Tim Tams. We bench it. We, 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 we haven't actually the opened website. the Tim Tams. Do you want to open the Tim Tam? I want one. Go right ahead. All right. Because I need to, I need to do something while you guys are talking about. Yeah, Sundays. that's right. There's not going to be much for you to talk about this episode. Uh, Scott I disagree. Is, I think we're about to hit something that I'm going to talk a lot about. Is it Tim Tams? Tim Tams. <laughs> um, Scott, are you a Tim Tam fan? Uh, what's the deal? Chocolate? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah I it, like chocolate. It, it's wafer. Oh, right. It's milk chocolate. I don't do any kind of chocolate. Are you allergic or you no, just don't just like it? Do you not care for it? It's interesting. And I don't want to change my mind cause I don't need another vice. Okay, I'm not trying to change your mind. Stop it, David. <laughs> Back off. Let me ask you, Scott, because I know Tyler and I have talked about this before. If you're talking to someone who likes movies, right? Okay. And they mention, oh, I haven't seen blank, and it's yeah. a classic or a movie that you love or probably both, you know, like I... I have admitted this before and I will admit it again. Someday I'll actually remedy it. Uh, I've never seen the 400 blows. You got to see the 400 blows. <laughs> see, this is my question. What, are you some kind of you, asshole? You pretty much just like set up an example. Yeah, that's pretty much what I do. You do that? Yeah. See, I try to underplay it now. I try to, if someone says, what's a, what's a, what's one of your big blind spots? Uh, Magnificent seven, the original one. Uh, okay. There's no, one either. <laughs> well, um, what's, I just, Oh, the producers. I've never seen the, the first producers. Oh, so what I, what I would do is like, oh, you'd like it. Yeah, but see, this makes it sound like it's not a big deal. See, That's kind of what I want to do because I... But it, see, I'm just going to continue not getting to it. Yeah, I've successfully well, I'm not, done for I'm also years not now. any more likely to see the 400 blows <laughs> this week than I was two seconds ago. Having now finished my Tim Tam, I can weigh in. <laughs> uh, in a much better mood, by the way. Uh, I like to go somewhere in the middle. Where I like to have a big reaction, but I like to have, I like it to be positive, almost excessively positive, like a mother, a Midwestern mother that hasn't seen their kid in a while. Uh-huh. Uh, and I just like, oh my, I think you'd love it. So it's like an exclamation, like, I, I don't think, I don't think that would make anybody feel bad as opposed to you got to see it or you haven't seen that. Usually that's the one you haven't seen that. Like yeah. that's, yeah, that I don't do the average thing. Yeah. Um, but I think it depends on the movie. Like for the 400 blows. You just got to see it. There's no like, there's no not seeing it option. There's no <laughs> option C there. You either do well, or you and don't. that's the thing is there. Um, it appears that there is, and he's been utilizing it. So now, you know, now you're making him feel bad. As opposed to, I've seen 400 blows, and David, oh my, <laughs> you got to see it. I think you'll love it. Um, but see, I don't know if David specifically would like it. It's just a great movie. He's a movie now, guy. If now, there are specific movies that David mentions that I'm like, David would definitely like this. I would say so. Now I'm going to pick. Uh, no, this is a, uh, a a classic in the in the popular sense of 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 the world word. And I don't care if it's true okay. or not. But Scott, tell me that you've never seen the Shawshank Redemption. I've never seen the Shawshank Redemption. You'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I I do say that occasionally, especially about the Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> uh, even though I when I was sick uh, and in bedridden i watched some of it in between like zogging right. in and out on nyquil um 
It's a. I, I like the movie. It's fine. Yeah, I, I, I have it's no a, problems with the movie. There's a lot of fine movies out yeah, there. You don't, you don't need, you need to see, need to see it. <laughs> I think it's a very solid movie that I would recommend people see just so they can be part of that conversation. Though, admittedly. The conversation usually doesn't go much deeper than, yeah. have you seen the Shawshank Redemption? It's great. Let's move on. Yeah. Um, at this point, I would say the main reason to see the Shawshank Redemption is so that you can get uh, some of the running jokes on Last Man on Earth. I don't know if, I don't know if you guys are watching that. <laughs> I'm way behind, a, but uh, this makes me want to catch up. Yeah, there's an ongoing thing. Mel Rodriguez and January Jones character characters are in a relationship and one of the things they initially bonded over is that oh, yeah. Shawshank Redemption is a fair movie and it's gotten to the point where there are implications that maybe some of their sex life has to do with <laughs> Shawshank Redemption like role playing uh, and there's a wonderful SNL sketch from two or three years ago featuring uh, Kenan Thompson oh, yeah, in yeah. the uh, uh, Morgan Freeman yeah. role uh, at a parole hearing and it turns out that he's insanely guilty and yeah. has no remorse <laughs> over it at all Okay, so Scott, uh, we're going to talk about some of the stuff um, that's coming up at Sundance. Yeah. But I, uh, like now, when we do like our LA Film Fest preview or Comic Con preview, like even in that case, there's some like asterisks of like, you know, I can't predict for sure what I'm going to get to see. Right. But I think with Sundance, there's a lot of that. I think. Really, yeah, I feel the opposite. That I feel like because of the ticketing system, you really have to be regimented. But see, see, here's what I did. I mean, last year you get ten, you get ten tickets yeah. plus your press pass gets you into any of the on press a first come first of basis yeah. any of the press and industry screenings. Plus, did you well, know about this? You can go to the press office two days before and request tickets for upcoming screenings. Uh, I will probably be doing that. I will um, as well because I did not get a ticket to uh, uh, to the bone, which is what I'm uh, looking forward to. Um, uh, Which is a soft reboot of play it to the bone, right? <laughs> it's the musical. Um, <laughs> but it's, see, what I did last year, I got my 10 tickets, right? Right. But I ended up not using a ton of them because something would premiere and Twitter would be saying it was okay. great. And I'd be like, okay, there's a screening, there's a press and industry screening tomorrow. I'm going to go to that instead of using my my ticket that i reserved i think i only I did ditched, a ton of that i think i only ditched twice and oh. one was because i accidentally was reserved for the redstone which we know now to not go to right um but uh yeah so to me uh my i i uh i and this is kind of what i do with comic-con too is i plan obsessively but then okay. i also go with the expectation that i might at any point toss my plans to the wind and follow uh the the zeitgeist. Yeah. I feel like bugs. I have that same approach, but last year I didn't divert too much from my plans. The, the I mean, the, the, it has a downside too. If enough, enough people are say tweeting that they loved the greasy strangler and then you take time, right. Out of precious time out of your <laughs> five days at Sundance to sit through the greasy strangler. You, are still mad about it a year later apparently <laughs> one of my fellow students so you know that uh, there was that l- long paper that i wrote about uh, christian social drama that was my topic uh one of my fellow students wrote his entire paper about the greasy strangler <laughs> wow which i would love to read and i'll forward it on to you david maybe it'll make okay. you maybe it'll bring you around uh i doubt it um so let's do, uh, uh, Tyler has something to interject here. I, uh, yeah, I had, a, I had a thought. Um, it's half my show. That's what I mean. And in a moment, it's about to be not at all my show. <laughs> um, so one thing, okay. Last year, listeners might recall, um, 
you know, when you guys got back, you were talking about Manchester by the Sea. You guys were talking about, uh, well, everybody was talking about Birth of a Nation. Not us. Um, we didn't see it. Right. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, but as as we go through and you talk about the films that you most want to see, I, I wouldn't, I'd be interested in... Uh, your prediction now there's no guarantee that you would see these films obviously but your prediction of the films that you think you will either that you will like the most and the films that will do the best at sundance and coming out of sundance that's i don't know it's hard to say because um part of the reason i'm willing to throw caution to the wind is that a lot of my plans that I make mm-hmm. on what I plan to see have to do with directors that I'm familiar with. Right. But at the same time, Sundance has a reputation for making directors. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, for so sure. I need to be, I need to have, this is what Twitter is good for. One of the many things Twitter is good for, uh, keep my ear to the ground and knowing like what's getting no. good, good buzz. Cause, um, I mean my three favorite movies from Sundance last year, two of them, I went in expecting them to be my favorite movies, Manchester by the sea and certain women. Uh, but then there was also Swiss army man, yeah. which, um, uh, I think is, uh, I still, to this day, I, uh, you know, I think is, uh, a, a wonderful movie, but I had no idea who the Daniels, that's the yeah. directing team is called who they were. I knew who the cast was, but, uh, cast is not, um, usually very enticing to me with some exceptions. Um, and that was when I didn't have a ticket. I, um, it premiered, I heard good things. And then I made a point to get up at the crack of dawn the next day to go to yeah. the like eight thirty AM press and industry, uh, screening yeah. to, to see it. And yeah, it ended up being one of my favorite things at, at Sundance last year. Yeah. What's, what's fascinating to me when I hear about buzz coming out of Sundance, uh, or even going into Sundance is there's no guarantee, as we know from birth of a nation, there's no guarantee that buzz is going to equal either box office or awards prestige. Increasingly, um, it's even the opposite. <laughs> but uh, what was the, bu- I mean, people loved Manchester by the sea, but yeah. like, was there a lot of awards buzz coming out or coming yes. out of it? Or people thinking like, Oh, this is going to be great. Uh, th- there's a great movie, but nothing's really going to happen with it. No, I, I thought like- there was an immediate. Yeah. Especially for best Casey picture. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, and best picture talk, um, followed immediately by, uh, people saying we haven't even had this year's Oscars yet. Right. We hold off on the Oscar <laughs> predictions. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but I think that's, I think that's part of when Sundance is being before, like this last year, it was right after the Oscar nominations, uh, were announced, um, this year, the Oscar nominations will be announced during Sundance. Right. I think people are in, already in that mindset. So it's going to be, it'll be hard not to get people to see things in that if something yeah. premieres there and has an awardsy type feel it's already it's immediately going to be talked about and often enough way. one movie will kind of stick around whether or not it makes it all the way to the oscars is another thing but like it'll be in the conversation throughout the year well and i think last year in regards to the oscars there was such a sense because there's there's the oscars so white right. thing going on there was such a sense of urgency for for hollywood to latch on to anything they could yeah. and so sundance oh, oh hey this is happening right now this is you know these two things are very much in the in the consciousness of of movie people we so i think there is a i mean i guess there's always this at sundance but there was a, an eagerness there to to latch on to anything that might divert attention away from uh hollywood's uh whiteness well, let's talk about the stuff we're looking forward to. Right. Uh, I don't know. You want to just go back and forth? Sure. Uh, uh, Whatever. I mean, okay. Well, one, one that I did get a ticket to one of the screenings, so I don't think I got a ticket to the premiere, though it is premiering there, that I'm very excited about is uh, Alex Ross Perry's new film, Golden Exits. Yeah, I don't know how excited. I mean, I have not 
been the biggest Alex Ross Perry fan so far. Oh, really? Have you? Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, the the last two were Queen of Earth and Listen Up, Philip. Yeah. Those are both great. See, I liked his first film best. And I didn't see that one. The Color... No, that wasn't no, even the first film. That was Sophia. the second film, yeah. Uh, the Color Wheel is the first one I saw, and that was the one I still liked the best. I haven't seen... What was this first one? Impelex or something? Oh, that sounds right. Yeah. 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 Um, I haven't seen that at all, but I really like The Color Wheel, and then it's been kind of diminishing returns ever since. I feel like he just keeps diving into imitative qualities of either Woody Allen or John Cassavetes or uh, Ingmar Bergman for Queen of Earth um, without really getting to the soul of those people he's trying to imitate. And I, I mean, I, there's enough freshness there that I keep hoping he'll break out of that. And uh, Yeah, I guess I don't mind that. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I mean, I think especially it's, uh, I mean, it's not... Um, it's not hacky when he does it. I think it's part of the, it, it, it's part of what he's presenting. Like the, the movies are self-aware that they're, uh, I disagree. I think queen of earth especially is trying to be very earnest and it's a recreation I, I think, of a certain, I, I don't, I'm not saying it's tongue in cheek, but I'm saying it also feels stylistically like a throwback in a way that it's, it knows that it's reminding you of, you know, whatever Bergman yeah. or, or, um, Roman Polanski or any of these, but things. to what end? <laughs> uh, I guess in the same way that, um, you know, uh, Paul's boutique is an album of samples, right? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's a Beastie, Beastie Boys, Boys album. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, and the, there's, I think making this is what I mean, Quentin Tarantino, I guess he's does the same thing. Alex Ross Perry is maybe a lot like Quentin Tarantino in that way in that he's, uh, intentionally backwards looking, um, uh, in order to give some, maybe some ironic or analytical distance to something he's saying about the present. No, I don't see that at all. <laughs> eh, maybe I'm just bullshitting. Uh, I, I saw listen up Philip and I loved it. That's the, that's the only one I've seen. But that, I mean, that one with, with all the book covers and stuff that are clearly like, I mean, listen to Philip takes place in the modern day, but the, I don't know the that book it does. design. You don't know. It, there's no cell phones in it. Um, oh, yeah, people I don't even really use computers. I don't, hmm. I don't tend to notice that. Oh, I definitely notice it when there's no cell phones. Yeah. Well, you're obsessed with technology. That's the eh, thing I know about you. You're just true. a real tech geek, <laughs> but I like, I have my cell phone uh, with me constantly you're looking at it right now yeah and yet i never notice in movies when people don't have cell phones it doesn't occur i to very me. distinctly notice especially with That's a movie like that where it feels like it's kind of trying to be a throwback um i think it's supposed to take place in like the early 90s hmm. interesting uh all right what's uh so you're not looking forward to golden exits what are you i'm still for? gonna see it uh the one one i'm really looking forward to is the movie beach rats um which is the second i think feature by this woman who made this film Ah, shit. I already forgot what the name of it is, but it, it, I'll look it up in a second. It made a big splash a couple of years ago. Um, but this one is kind of about this teenager coming of age, trying to navigate his relationship with his girlfriend and also older men he meets online, which is an interesting wrinkle to the coming of age tale. Um, and it just looks kind of like a little freeform, a little uh, loosey-goosey. It could be kind of fun and interesting. It's the last film I think I'll see there. So... Um, it has its own. It felt like love was the name of her last movie that made a decent splash, which I haven't seen, but uh, it got enough acclaim that I'm interested to see what she does next. And this happens to be it. Um, 
I'm a little bit intrigued by a movie just because I tend to like long, long titles. Uh, but there's a movie called I Don't Feel at Home in This World Anymore, uh, which is directed by Macon Blair, whom we know oh. uh, as an actor from uh, uh, Jeremy Saulnier's movies, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, which Rune I didn't see. Rune. I didn't see Blue Ruin. Um, oh, you got to see it. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah, we had the same. <laughs> uh, I do think you'd like it. Yeah, that's what people keep saying. But I didn't like Green Room that much. Uh, I didn't That's like true. it either, but I but I did like Blue Room quite a bit. All right. Well, uh, I don't feel at home in the, anymore. Uh, at home in this world anymore. Also stars Melanie Linsky and Elijah Wood and Jane Levy, all people who are yeah. you know worth seeing a movie for. What's next? Uh, well, I know you're really looking forward to Landline. Yes, I, I'm cautiously optimistic about Landline. Um, I will have to get in line. Uh, a regular line uh, that will be on the, land. Let's make no mistake. <laughs> that's true uh, for a P and I screening. Cause I did not get a ticket to landline. So what's the deal with this landline film? I've been hearing so much about <laughs> it's uh, the new film from Gillian Rospierre uh, who did, uh, why am I blanking all these people's first movies? Uh, obvious child, obvious child, oh, Okay, which was an okay movie that a lot of people really liked for some reason. It was a um, lovely movie. It was a fine movie. I um, adored it. <laughs> I think it made my list that year. I, I believe it did. did too. Um, but, you know, it was sparky enough that it kind of got my interest. So I'm curious to see what she does next. Uh, Jenny Slate is in this one again, and Jenny Slate's awesome. Uh, John Turturro, E.D. Falco are also in it. As is Finn Whitrock, who I really am growing to like quite a bit, um, who was in La La Land, actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, that's right. The Big Short last year, who's great in The Big Short. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious to see anything that guy's in. Was recently. he in Bridge of Spies? Who is the pilot Maybe. that got shot down? Um or it was in the was right. being held. I don't by think the, it was Finn Whitrock. I don't think it was him. It was somebody like it kind of looked somebody like, him, like him. But yeah. he might be because he was in um, Unbroken. He was one of the other maybe that's that's right. what I'm people thinking. in the, yeah. in the that's raft. What I'm um, yeah, uh, I'm a big Finn Whitrock fan. Uh, I like that name. Uh, it sounds well. like not a real name. It sounds like a <laughs> Coen Brothers name in like a, a Hail Caesar type movie. I was once. I was t- technically I was at a bar where Finn Whitrock was having a bir- his birthday party. And so I guess I could technically say I was at Finn Whitrock's birthday party. I think you can. I just happened to be at the bar at the time. That's like uh, when I was at LACMO when, uh, Oh, what's, why am I forgetting everyone's name today? Uh, the fricking girl from Mad Men, the younger Elizabeth Moss. No, the younger girl. Kiernan Shipka. Yes. It was her birthday party. Oh, uh, or no, it was my birthday at LACMA, but she happened to be there. And so, <laughs> oh, so I, saying, I've sometimes said she was at my birthday party. Uh, yeah, I saw her. Uh, I was leaving Gracias Madre. Um, uh, and Angelino's note, that's the uh, vegan Mexican restaurant in uh, I don't know on, that. on Melrose. It's, it's delicious. You should definitely go. I don't like um, vegan food. Come on. What do you mean? <laughs> so you're saying you only eat animal products? I'm saying most of my meals revolve around them. Oh, I've got good news for you. It, underneath the chocolate of these Tim Tams is just beef. Oh. <laughs> Shave away that chocolate. We're talking. Because <laughs> I don't think like vegan food isn't. It's like saying I don't like foreign films. Like, well, there's all sorts of genres of foreign films. And okay. so vegan food, it's just Mexican food that has happens to not have animal stuff. But in. I don't like like beans. So what would I be eating at this Mexican place? Probably a lot of beans. <laughs> See, that's not going to work for me. So it's not, okay. So your problem isn't that you don't like vegan food. Is that you don't like beans? You weirdo boy. I, you know what? Had I, know, I know that vegans relied so heavily on beans. I guess I, you know, well, I got to get the protein. So I know a place you shouldn't visit. It's Boston. <laughs> <laughs> they call that place Beantown. Um, 
my hesitation with the landline is that it's another one of these throwback movies that's going to be about how we're all better in the 90s for not having cell phones or something. I hope that's not right. actually what it's about. The um, title really puts me off for that reason. Okay. Well, yeah, that's uh, um, enough to scare me. Um, I should have had in my ne- had my next thing ready. I know... Um, See, I, sh- I, I, I feel like there's some buzz about Ingrid Goes West. I was just going to mention that. Uh, what, what is it? Because I, I, I didn't take good notes. Oh, uh, I don't know anything about the buzz, but I mean, Aubrey Plaza and Elizabeth Olsen sound like a winning combo. Okay, yeah. okay. Uh, and O'Shea Jackson Jr. Um, showing that he can yeah. do more than just Straight Outta Compton, I hope. I didn't see Straight Outta Compton. Has he been in other things of which uh, I should be aware? Uh, I, don't, I don't think that's, that's really what I know him yeah, from. Yeah, that's what uh, I see him. Uh, is that, but I mean... It'll be good to see that right. he could do other things than play his dad. <laughs> Unless, oh. I mean, I guess I haven't seen ah. the cast list. He might be <laughs> playing Ice Cube in this movie. Um, why Boy, what a, well, that'd be a fun career. <laughs> just keep showing fun. up as his yeah. dad and things. Increasingly aging into <laughs> the role. Uh, Wyatt Russell's also in the movie, who was uh, awesome in Everybody Wants Some. And, what, oh, 22 Jump Street, he was even better in. Yes, yeah. Uh, I don't know that he was bad. I think he's great in both of them. I'm not going to. Fair enough. <laughs> it's not worth it. Splitting hairs. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like Wyatt Russell quite a bit. Uh, it's technically your turn because that was mine. Son of a bitch. Uh, how about this movie, Naviate? You, uh, is that on your list? What, what, is, it, it what is it called? Naviate? Noviate? Noviciate? Yep. Uh, I don't That's know if I'm saying it right either, uh, but I know I You're had... closer than I am. Yeah. So. You were definitely skipping over some syllables. Yeah. You uh, know, those ones in the middle, they don't really count. Yeah. But, uh, well, I'll tell you, I mean, the, there's there's three reasons, at least, uh, to be excited about this movie. Say one of them. Uh, one of them is Melissa Leo. The other one is Julianne Nicholson. And the other one, for me, and I know for Scott, too, actually, uh, Diana Agron uh, from TV's Glee. Like, um, I like Glee, but she was not a reason to watch Glee. I like Diana Agron She was quite, a lot. like, decent but in the role. Do you know... I this is this is even a more tenuous connection than being near Finn Woodrock's birthday party. <laughs> I passed Diane Agron walking down the street in Beverly Hills once, and I feel like seeing a celebrity, like seeing an actor in person, like that, to sort of like chance sighting, somehow makes me a bigger fan of them. Okay. That has not happened with any celebrity I've seen in public. I'll tell you that. You know who uh, who I saw recently? Oh, you know what? We haven't done this in a while. Oh, the guessing game. Okay. Yeah, and I told. You were in the you were in the restroom. Oh, and yeah. I told Scott. I already know the answer to so this. So I've seen. Right, you keep your mouth shut then. But you know what? There are two celebrity sightings. I don't think I said one of them. Yeah, you only said one to me. This was uh, okay. All right, look at me. I'm part of the episode. This is exciting. Uh-huh. Um, so we'll go with we'll go with the first one that I saw just before Christmas uh, in Larchmont. Okay, All I'm right. gonna say. Wait, is this, is this the one you've told me or not? No. Okay. So Whale Moon Fry. No. Okay. <laughs> You can ask questions about, uh, you know, you can't say who okay, is so it. So this is in Larchmont. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was at, um, this person was walking their dog. Walking. This is outdoors. Mm-hmm. Person was not, this was in, in the Noah's bagels there right. at Larchmont or the, uh, Chandara, the Thai restaurant, uh, in Larchmont. I used to live in the neighborhood, you guys. Or village um, pizza, which is the best pizza in Los Angeles. Uh, I'll have to check it out. Is it better good. than you, Little Caesars? No, you've, you've had it. We you've had, had it. the draft. Yeah, we had it. Two drafts ago. Oh, that was good pizza. You're yeah, it, me. it is. It is good pizza. I don't know if I'm going so far to say best in Los Angeles, but it's it's good. I also am not a pizza connoisseur. You're missing out. I mean, I like pizza, but uh, I, I feel like 
I don't, there's not that much real estate between a village pizza and a little Caesars to me. Oh, you are incorrect. Fellas, about that. fellas, there's a game on the table. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. Male or female? Male. All right. Um, famous for acting? Yes. Movies? Movies more. Which one more? Movies or TV? TV. More TV. Mm-hmm. Female, we said? Male. Male. Oh, but we said male. Okay. Famous I still had Saloon Moon Fry in my head. <laughs> famous for multiple TV shows or one? Uh, I would say multiple. All right. John Larroquette. No. Am I close? In terms uh, of age, am I close? No. Is this, so is this a younger person? Then? Younger than John Larroquette. Is this person in a TV show that's currently airing? Is he? I don't actually know. Possible. You it, never know. It, entirely possible. I don't actually know. David Boreanaz. No. Okay. Is that still airing, Bones? I think Bones is in its final season. Okay. I think. They're, they're ending with purpose. You can't just end Bones anytime. <laughs> um, is this a network show they probably are most known for, or like a cable specialty show? Network. Network, all right. That's network sitcom? No. A network drama. That's right. Um, but, it's not, uh, but it's not currently on. The one that you're thinking of is not currently on. Correct. It was on in the 90s? No. It was on in the 2000s? Yes. Early 2000s or late? Both. Long running show then. Uh, yeah. Long enough anyway. Uh, define early actually <laughs> before Oh four. Uh, right at Oh four. I think. All right. All right. Matthew Fox. No. Do I have to have the show right? Yes. Uh, All right. Is it, uh, Desmond? No. Uh, Henry Ian <laughs> Cusick. I mean, no. Dominic Monaghan. <laughs> no. Are you just going to go through the whole? Yeah, obviously. Okay. Terry right. Quinn. No. He's too old. Uh, uh, who am I missing? Uh, Ian Somerhalder. No. I can't remember the young guy cast members have lost. Yeah, who I'm, I'm clearly missing. Daniel Day Kim. No. Uh, Sawyer. No. Josh Holloway is his name. I, I couldn't remember <laughs> his name for a second. Okay, at this point. Oh, Harold Pirano? No. I was just going to guess him. I was remember his Michael Emerson? No. When we get to the person, it will be more exciting than almost any of those other people. <laughs> is this person a regular? Were they a regular on the show? Define regular. <laughs> like, it's not in every episode. Okay, so okay. they probably weren't a regular. Right. Were they um, killed off early on? No. They made it to the, the very end, this person? I be- yes, I, th- I think so. Huh. Man. I don't know. You know what? I don't remember if this guy was in the very last episode, but he but like, made it all a while. Yeah. How, uh, who am I missing? Hmm. <laughs> said Michael Emerson. Oh, listeners are going crazy. Oh, I because we've chosen to do this. That's why they're angry. <laughs> but also, it's a popular show that people are obsessed with. And it's one of my favorite shows of all time. I don't know how better. I'm missing. Yeah. Was it Walt? No. He showed up at the last He has a episode. name. I know these people have names. <laughs> He's got three names, right? It's like, it's, <laughs> his name's like Malcolm something something. Not Jamal Horn. Yeah. That's not. It's a different person. And a, a little racist. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. Okay. Oh, is it um, Hurley? Nope. What? How is it not Hurley? <laughs> it's obviously Hurley. So just give it up. He was in every episode. He was, you know. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. So this is, was this person in the first season? Uh, yes, I think so. Hmm. It's been a while since I've seen Lost. Right. Is it um, Christian Shepherd? John Terry? Is that his name? No, it is not. Is that his name? John Terry. Uh, yes, that's right. 
How are we missing this? <laughs> if it's- yeah, I, I am actually very surprised at this point. That you got to Christian Shepherd before this guy. <laughs> That's an achievement. All right, but he was on multiple shows. Yes, he was. So, but this is what this well, is. Obviously, the one. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lots I, of silence. I can't think of who else was on the show. You could start asking me stuff oh, about the character. Geez. Was it Saeed? Nope. <laughs> We've narrowed oh, right. it down oh, to okay. basically one person. I'm sure. I can't even think of things about the character that I ask about, though, if it's not no. these other people. Sam Anderson? No. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is worse than the Warren Beatty one. I don't understand. Is it uh, uh, Echo? Mr. Echo? No. I forgot about Mr. Echo. Yeah, he, he, was, he was gone early, though. Yeah. Yeah. No, this guy has been around a while. But the fact that you don't know the difference between a regular and a guest star is what's throwing me off. I'm sorry. So it sounds like this person's not a regular. Are they a survivor of the of the flight? No. Is this so? Is this one of the others? Yes. Is it MC Ganey? No. Oh my gosh! I wish it were MC <laughs> Ganey. Oh good god! But like MC Ganey from like Sideways, where he's walking his dog naked down the street coming towards me. <laughs> okay, so this is one of the others. It's not Michael Emerson. It's not MC Ganey. Mm-hmm. Um, William Mapother? Oh, no. Man, you're saying ones that I kind of wish it were, but don't get me wrong. This one was great. This was very exciting. This is one that Jen and I both said like, oh, the, oh boy. Okay, what male other am I missing? Was it Jeremy Davies? No. Wow. He's, he's there are a lot, a, cat, a lot of cast right? members. But he's from the freight. Right. That's not, right. This isn't a, a freighter right. person. He wasn't no. another. This, this is, is another. another. Yeah. Nestor Carbonell? Yes. Okay. All right. Oh, thank God. And you know what? Oof. This is one of those things that we've talked about before. Devastatingly handsome. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, it's like I felt uh, stirrings inside me. I mean, it was crazy. <laughs> I'm trying to know when Nestor Carbonell first showed up. I don't think he's in the first season. I, I, I wasn't sure. I, because it, he's one of the others, like, I assume, and the others don't really show up as a, as a full on entity until season two, right? Yeah, and I feel like. like you see Ben. I remember, I remember Nestor Carbonell from recruiting Juliet, and that's not until season three. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and I guess, you know what, because of the nature of the character, I just sort of assume that he's there the whole time. Right. I think uh, he pops up in season two. But, uh, well, okay, we're about so, to find out. Oh, I so know. I, so I am sorry uh, uh, I'm to not. have brought everything to a halt. No, I enjoy we do, these games quite a bit. Because no, we do have another one. I'm right. His first opinion, his first opinion, his first appearance was season three, episode seven, not in Portland. Oh, which wow. Is the one where that they late. go and recruit Juliet. And now, it's the that, one where, uh, I think it's the one where Joko Ivanek gets creamed by a bus. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I think that's just going to remember. They reached a certain part in Lost where they realized they had a lot of people to kill off really fast. <laughs> you remember that part in like season four or five? Well, I think Jekyll, like, son of a bitch. Duckley even gets introduced and killed in the same right, episode. Right. Uh, now, I, I'm probably right in saying that that is the thing he is best known for, correct? I would say so. Whenever uh, he shows Car- up, oh, I still Carbon. think of yeah. him. I thought you meant so. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, um, I mean, I don't know. He's also the mayor of Gotham City. Yeah, uh, I know. That's, that's kind but of even big. still, when I whenever I rewatch the Dark Knight, I'm just like, oh, it's the guy from Lost. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Now for me, he'll always be Batman. Well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, that's. But I think he was also wasn't he also on Suddenly Susan? Or, I don't know. Yeah, and I didn't so, watch it. But anyway, okay. Now there is another one. Okay, let's do this it. This was also very exciting. Let's do it. All right. 
Now, Scott knows this one. So, okay. First, uh, tell me, was this also in Largemont Village? No. Is this a celebrity-heavy day? No. This was just a few days ago. Uh, okay, where was it? Uh, it was at a movie theater. The Arclight? Yes. Okay. Timothy Oliphant. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you got it. Oh, my gosh. Old Arclight Tim, they call him. <laughs> Every, it's the, if there's one thing everyone knows about him, he loves the Arclight. Um, no, okay, so uh, male or female? Male. Uh, actor? Yes. Movies or TV mostly? I would say mostly movies, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, mostly movies. Okay. Especially these days. Um, Certainly. Older than 35? Yes. Gray-haired? <laughs> no. Bald? No. All right, maybe I'm being a little shitty. White-haired? No. Oh, yeah, you're being a little <laughs> okay. shitty. That's, yeah. Uh, wait, is it John Terry? <laughs> it's John Terry. <laughs> John Terry Larroquette. Um, uh, okay, so a white-haired older actor. Mm-hmm. Um, James Cromwell? No. <laughs> Um, are we to the point where you're going to start throwing out names? Cause you, I feel like you got to do more. Oh, uh, okay. Um, is this person, was this person in a movie in 2016? I don't think so. I'd be surprised. Yeah. So has this person not been in movies recently? Not that I recall when this person was in movies. Did he tend to, was he a leading man? No. So we're talking about a character actor. Yes. Okay. We're talking about a character actor. George Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> he was in a 2016 movie. Was he? Yeah. I haven't heard of this 2016 movie, oh, but he was sure what's it. the name of the movie? Uh, is it fair for me to say, Tyler? Or you yeah, okay go ahead. Yeah, we it's can't called stop. Blackway. Yeah, okay. I never heard yeah. of it. Yeah. It says 2015. So. It well, premiered in Venice in 2015. Got okay. a 2016 release. Okay. So, so depending on how you count it. David, this is a 2015 movie <laughs> for you. In any case, I, I okay. haven't seen it. Uh, so this is a character actor. Funny? Known for being funny? No. You, uh, hard ass? Kinda. Graham Beckel? <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving this. Uh, but no. Um... um <laughs> <laughs> what the hell that surprised me that took me by surprise also he's not white hair he might be white haired now probably uh, yeah uh i don't know probably is this person thin mm, yeah I, i'd say so i'd say so yeah oh is this person a caucasian yes, yes. okay so white skin white hair yeah he's uh, an albino <laughs> <laughs> that should narrow it down can't pick him out the guy from the, winters it's the guy from the firm uh oh, i was gonna go with da vinci code Oh, yes. uh, but that was Paul Bettany, right? Playing. Was. Yes. Uh, wait, was it Paul Bettany? Yeah, I think so. No, I'm saying the person you saw at the arc <laughs> oh, no, it was not Paul Bettany. Uh, was this person alone? <laughs> no, he was with his family. But his family is not people that you recognized? No. Okay. Um... I'm bored. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who was it? It was Hal Holbrook. Oh, I never would have gotten that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. it was, it was really, uh, as tends to happen anytime you see a, a, a celebrity out in the world, there is this element of, Oh, neat. But there's also, I don't know, maybe the, I've, I've now been here for 10 years uh-huh. and you do get kind of used to it, but there's always an element <laughs> of, Hey, that's Hal Holbrook. Well, surely it isn't. How could it be? <laughs> Hal Holbrook exists in boxes, uh, in my living room or, uh, in movie theaters. But then you realize, oh no, they are actual people and you know, they have to walk their dogs. They have to go see La La Land with their family. And, um, 
Yeah. Yeah. So it's. Did I tell you what strange. director I saw in Beverly Hills a couple of weeks ago walking out of the Daily Grill? I think you might have, but now I don't remember who it was. Anyone want to guess? No. Director, horror mostly. No, probably originally horror, but comedy just as much. Oh, wow. That's an odd combination. Um, I would say, yeah, I say horror because the. John first, Landis? John Landis. All right. Was. Yeah. All right. Um, let's back get back to, to back to business. Back to, Sorry. Back to fun to fact, Hal Holbrook was in Lincoln and also played Abraham Lincoln in the 1974 TV movie. I think I remember reading that fun fact when Lincoln came out. Well, I guess it was a lot more fun four years ago. <laughs> okay. Uh, is a, Mike, you talked about uh, Novitiate. Or however the hell you say it. Um, now, uh, you seemed nonplussed earlier when I mentioned To the Bone, but this is um, from uh, writer Marty Noxon, uh, who worked on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I was nonplussed um, because I hadn't noted the title, and oh, then okay. I looked it up, and it sounds uncomfortable. So I probably will not see it. What's it about? Uh, in a last ditch effort to battle her severe anorexia, 20 year old Ellen enters a group recovery home with the help of an unconventional doctor. Ellen and the other residents go on a sometimes funny, sometimes harrowing, harrowing journey that leads to the ultimate question. Is life worth living? I find it really tough to watch things about anorexia specifically and any movie having to do with extreme hunger where you really see like the rib cage and all that. Okay. I found that very uncomfortable. Okay. Well, you've got uh, a great cast here. I'm L- sure. Lily Collins, Keanu Reeves, Carrie Preston, and Lily Taylor. Mm. Um, and Liana Liberato, uh, who was in that movie that David Schwimmer directed called Truth, I think. About the... Uh, she was the his daughter who um, was statutory raped. Yes, like that's right. I Boy, I completely forgot about that. Um, it has yeah, uh, that, Jason Clark, isn't it? I think that's right. Um, and then I remember, uh, this is because I'm from St. Louis. I remember this. Jason Clark is playing an American. Um, but he refers to in his American accent refers to St. Louis as St. Louis, which is maybe like more like how an Australian would say it, <laughs> sure. I guess, but it, uh, it's, it stuck out to me. Uh, anything else? Uh, well, what's next for you, Scott? Trust. Uh, oh, not truth. Trust. Yes. Truth was that horrible movie with Kate Blanchett. Indeed. From what last was it year. called Truth? Your least favorite movie. Oh, last God. Year. That movie was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, just the energy just left your body completely. I am intrigued by this Iraq war movie, The Yellow Birds. Oh, me too. Mostly for the cast. Uh, although David Lowry co wrote it, which is of interest. Um, he also has a film at Sundance, uh, but with Ty Sheridan, Jack and Houston. And he's on one of the, he's a juror on That's one right. of the uh, panel. I can't remember which one. I smell corruption. <laughs> uh, but this is not David Lowry from the band Cracker. Of course. We have this conversation every time he comes up, uh, but it always throws me off. But the film has Ty Sheridan, Jack Houston, Alden Ehrenreich, Jason Patrick, Tony Collette, and Jennifer Aniston, which is quite the combo for an Iraq War movie. Um, I am very, very much looking forward to, and I have a ticket to the world premiere, uh, uh, a movie called Walking Out, which is the latest film from directors uh, Alex and Andrew Smith, who uh, made their debut at Sundance 14 years ago or so. Uh, 15 years ago with a movie called The Slaughter Rule. Oh, yeah, right, there you uh, go. Which is one of the, I would say, best movies of the aughts, I think, or at least most overlooked movies of the aughts. And then they had another movie that I was also at the world premiere of um, at LA Film Festival back in 2013, I think, uh, called Winter in the Blood, which is not as good as The Slaughter, the Slaughter Rule, but definitely a movie of interest and, mm-hmm. uh, and odd. Uh, and now they're back at Sunday. 
excuse me, the back of Sundance was this movie walking out. A father and son struggle to connect on any level uh, until a brutal encounter with a predator in the heart of the wilderness leaves them both seriously injured. Well, that's them. Uh, that's, that <laughs> yeah. definitely fits. Uh, but you've got Matt Bomer, um, Bill Pullman, uh, Alex Neustater, and um, uh, last year's Sundance It Girl, Lily Gladstone. Mm. Um, <laughs> in my in my heart. Totally. She was, she was an It Girl. Um, all right. What's next? Uh, what's up for you? Next? Uh, did you see a 2012 film called, it was spelled Laura, but it's German. So it's yes. pronounced Laura. Uh, I did. Yeah. So I'm very into director Kate Shorland's next film, uh, Berlin syndrome. Um, I haven't even read the plot synopsis and I just need to know that she directed it and I'm completely there. Cause that Laura was awesome. Do you, I, mean, I, I think I thought it was good. I don't know that I thought it was great, but I am very interested in the, the Berlin syndrome. It's definitely on it, my, just Berlin syndrome. It's cleaner. <laughs> uh that's gonna be tough for me to remember well I'm, I'm going to repeatedly call it you're not gonna be able to get in and see it then um, people won't know what you're talking about uh, I, i'm realizing i not that i i don't know if this is worth noting i made my list before they added the new drake doremus film oh yeah uh and the new uh the trump documentary how do you feel about drake doremus i haven't seen any of his movies so uh i talk about it. another guy who's <laughs> another guy who is seems so close to being great a lot of the time, but just has yet to really land something for me. Uh, in 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 Scott fashion, I'm going to pretty much just skip over the documentaries. Uh, I have one documentary or at least, highlighted. At least the U.S. document. You have you have U.S. documentary. Well, I have one documentary that is not in the documentary section, so I don't know how you feel about it. Uh, well, let's see. Let's hear what it is. Uh, I need to uh, World Without End. Uh, parentheses No reported incidents. It's a new film from Jim Cohen who kind of made a splash with the film Museum Hours, but otherwise he does these kind of really freeform documentaries. He did one in 2015, I want to say, called Counting, that was uh, Hmm. of interest. Um, And so I'm very keen on anything he's up to. And it's only an hour long, which is kind of nice in film festival land. Although it is paired, of course, with another movie, and I think it'll be played beforehand, so I'll have to sit through this whole other movie that uh, I don't know anything about just to see the new Jim Cohen. Uh, but that'll actually, if I do get into it, that'll be the last movie I see because it's like eight thirty the night before I leave. Okay. Um, so, uh, getting into the, the world. So we, we did us, uh, right. and, and, um, narrative and documentary getting the world. Uh, hey, I already got into the world. I'm Berlin syndrome. Yeah, all you're it. right. You're already ahead of me. Um, have you, have you read about this, uh, Chilean film family life? Yeah, it's, I have it highlighted right here. Uh, yeah, it sounds uh, super interesting. Yeah, uh, while house sitting for a distant cousin, a lonely man fabricates the existence of a vindictive ex-wife withholding his daughter in order to gain the sympathy of the single mother he has just met. Uh, yeah, it sounds like it could be uh, uncomfortable. Yeah, if I'm able to see it, it'll be the first movie I see at Sundance, actually. Oh, um, okay. And I see here it is paired with a four-minute short called How's Your Prostate? So we can <laughs> all look forward to that. Do you know, I don't think I saw any shorts at Sundance last year. Did I see any shorts? I eventually saw Thunder Road at AFI Fest. Right. Um, but uh, I didn't see any shorts at... Yeah, I didn't see any. I feel like I did, but I can't remember now, because I tend to block this out very quickly at film festivals. <laughs> I, like, I like <laughs> short films, I'm glad we can support them and all, but it's like when you're there to see a main feature and you're on a schedule, you're just waiting for that short to end. Um. Uh, the next one on my list is this, I guess it's kind of like a teen noir slash maybe a time travel movie called Before I Fall. Did you read up on that at oh, all? Oh, I, I, I did, but now I can't remember. Uh, uh, let's what see. I, what I read. 
Uh, Samantha Kingston has everything, then everything changes. That's not a good start to a plot synopsis. Uh, after one fateful night, she wakes up with no future at all, trapped in the, living the same day over and over. She begins to question just how perfect her life really is. Um, none of the cast is famous as far as I know, but something about the plot synopsis just keyed yeah. me in and uh i have a ticket to it so i guess i'm seeing it although this is directed by the woman who made nobody walks back in 2012 didn't see it uh you, you'll, you'll be fine okay <laughs> you don't need to see to see that one unfortunately well um, this is less encouraging perhaps i'll ditch this ticket uh in the snow but no. you already have the ticket right yeah but, you know we already discussed this you can just not show up yeah you know you're not somebody will fill you. your seat but then won't it be I don't know. I guess I wasn't, I wasn't there last year. So like, but a ticket is a guarantee to see that movie and giving that up. So to possibly go see something else and maybe not get in. It depends though. If it's a press screening, I can probably get in, but this screening is also at eight 30 AM at the venue closest to where we're staying. So Mm -hmm. I'll probably just stick with that out of convenience. (laughs) Not going to go anywhere else at eight 30. Um, I'm having a tough time here because the movie that I'm hoping to see, the opening night, even though I didn't get a ticket, but there is a um, uh, a press industry, industry screening opening night uh, is a film called Popeye. Oh yeah, um, but two words: Pop I A Y E. Um, unfortunately, they changed the. Um, oh, here it is. The, uh, the 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 plot description on IMDb. Um, to the Sundance one, which is less interesting. I mean, it, it still sounds good, but um, uh, yeah, I can't find the original IMDb plot uh, synopsis, but it was um, on a chance encounter, a disenchanted architect bumps into his long lost elephant on the streets of Bangkok. Excited, he takes his elephant on a journey across Thailand in search of the farm where they grew up together. Now that wasn't, but the original IMDb thing also had a thing about him learning about feminism through his journey with his elephant. Um, I mean, the original IMDb listing also had a poster for the cartoon character Popeye. (laughs) That was vastly inaccurate. Uh, And maybe unfortunately that was part of why I wanted to, (laughs) to, to see it. But um, yeah, this, um, this guy who uh, is reunited with his long lost elephant and goes on a journey across Thailand. That's definitely uh high on my list of movies to see. And hopefully it is true that they learned that he and the elephant together learn about feminism. <laughs> I hope that's true. And that wasn't just some bullshit added to the IMDb uh, description. Uh, I am also interested in call me by your name. The new film from Luca Guadagino, um, who did, Oh, what the hell is the movie just this year? Well, he also did, uh, I am love a couple years ago. Okay. And then, what the frick was this movie that just came Man. out this year? I am just failing. What, it, those uh, those French fries didn't do you. No, any, they uh, completely uh, slid uh, down my brain. Uh, <laughs> it had Tilda Swinton in it. A bigger splash. A bigger splash. Mm. Uh, quite two quite good movies. So I'm very keen on anything he does next. And this is um, some kind of like gay romance thriller kind of thing. So uh, could be pretty sexy and fun. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a good uh, good description. But uh, Army Hammer's in it, and uh, although his movies are rarely financially successful, I find that he has good taste in picking projects. So I'm always keen on what he's up to. Army Hammer. Army Hammer. Okay, well let's look. Okay, he was in, he was in Nocturnal Animals. Yeah, that wasn't so good. Uh, I thought Nocturnal Nocturnal Animals. It was, was interesting. Um, I'll probably never watch it again, as I said. But yeah. uh, um, what else? Jay Edgar. Jay Edgar's great. Uh, it's good. I don't know if it's great, but it's better than its reputation, I'll say. He's good in it. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, what, what else? Um, the social network, obviously. Uh, so obviously social network. Um, I didn't see the, uh, Lone Ranger movie. The Lone Ranger is quite good. Okay. Um, and I can't think of other movies to spin it, but those, those alone, I don't know. He's, he's a man of distinct taste, I guess. Oh, um, he was and, in, um, man, uh, wait, man from uncle. Man from uncle. Oh yeah. I heard good yeah. things about that. I enjoyed it. And yeah. he's very good in it. Um, and this is also co-written by James Ivory who like, when's the last time that guy made a movie? Oh wow. When was the last time that guy made a movie? I didn't realize. Uh, that's interesting. Uh, all right. Into the, uh, next section, uh, for me. Uh, we mentioned David Lowry before, but um, his movie that he's directing is it's called A Ghost Story, um, and I'm I love the the plot description, which is this is the story of a ghost in the ha- house he haunts. Yeah, that's that's it. And um, it's Casey Affleck and Rooney Mara. Uh, hmm. It's Casey Affleck and Rooney Mara and Will Oldham, aka yeah. Bonnie Prince Billy. Oh yeah. Um, uh, yeah. But David Lauer is another guy who I haven't liked either of his last two movies, but I keep looking forward to everything he does next. Never, nevertheless. So I'm hoping this will finally pay off. Well, I didn't, I didn't like, uh, ain't this title stupid. What's it called? <laughs> um, what was his other one? Did he Pete's did? dragon. Oh, he did Pete's dragon. That's right. I didn't see it. Yeah. It was okay. Kind of a bore. Um, speaking of distinct projects, uh, manifesto, the Kate Blanchett thing where she like plays 15 different characters or something. I didn't even know. You didn't even this. see this at all. No. Oh man. It looks great. Uh, can history's art manifestos apply to contemporary society An homage to 20th century's most impassioned artistic uh, statements and innovators from da, 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 all these people? Uh, this series of reenactments performed by Kate Blanchett explores the uh, explores these declarations, performative components and political significance. And just her performing various pieces relating to 20th century art. Okay. Um, oh, man. Okay. So here's a movie. It's about Los Angeles, something I like. All right. It has a cast of uh, Dree Hemingway and Yorma Taconi and Kentucker Audley. Those are uh, actors that I like. But listen to this description. <laughs> it sounds like the worst thing. Uh, in this classically styled comedy of manners set in Los Angeles. Oh, I can't wait for this. Sophisticated 30-somethings try to determine whether ideal happiness exists in coupledom or if the perfectly suited couple is actually just an urban myth. Oh, I'm completely seeing this movie. <laughs> it's called L.A. Times. Uh, that, sounds, that sounds awful. But uh, I do like the cast, and I like Los Angeles movies. I do like comedies and manners. I guess the fact that it's a comedy makes it acceptable. If yeah, it if were it a, drama a drama about yeah, that, I'd be oh, out. good God. Okay. Uh, anything else uh, on your list? No, it's just a bunch of crap. Uh, no, uh, Marjorie Prime, new film from Michael Amorita, I think you'd say, who did... Uh, here we go again. Uh, he did the, the experimenter. Right. Yeah. Experimenter. That's Which, a good one. It, it was, yeah. I, I liked it quite a bit. Um, I probably won't get in to see this because it's probably one of the more popular tickets on Sundance, but I am intrigued by it. It's got John Han, Gina Davis, Lois Smith, and Tim Robbins. Uh, it's in the, about in the near future, a time of artificial intelligence, 86 year old Marjorie has a handsome new companion who looks like her deceased husband and is programmed to fought to feed her the story of her life back to her. <laughs> thought you were about to say program to fuck. <laughs> I, like I mean, probably a little bit. They're, they're like really going into uh, detail in that description. Um, no, but it, it sounds, uh, you know, independent sci-fi movies have done well in the last few years. Um, I hadn't, haven't necessarily loved any of them, but I'm always intrigued by what the genre cooks up. Um, I just thought of an episode idea, by the way. All right. All right. Let's, let's listen. Uh, stories or uh, maybe whole stories or story elements that will never appeal to you. Oh man. 
I feel like, I mean, obviously there would be, there's always exceptions, but at the same time, like yeah. anytime you read a description, it's the, it's the opposite side of our pet themes. Ex- episode. Exactly. Cause I did talk recently on the podcast about how I tend to be turned off by unrequited love, mm-hmm. uh, stories. Yeah. Um, especially, uh, a male for female unrequited love. Right. Um, I, my patience tends to wear it thin. You're a big fan of all about Steve though. Um, I never saw all about Steve. Um, uh, but of course there are always exceptions. Um, the movie movie we were talking about when I said that was four nights of a dreamer, which is one of my, uh, top 10 film discoveries as you'll soon see on red river pup and speaks.com. Um, uh, of the year. So obviously there are exceptions, but yeah, unrequited love is definitely, um, a major turnoff. One I realized recently for me after watching the invitation is independent movie has access to a big house. <laughs> I hate those movies now. Uh, I'm done. Can't the, watch the overnight. One. Uh, yeah, nope, no good. Yeah, that, that was, that was no good. I didn't like that movie. Well, let's save that for an actual episode. Uh, the, this, this idea. Cause okay. I, I like the idea of it. I like doing inverses of things we've already done. Yeah. Uh, I'm intrigued by uh, Beatriz at Dinner, which is the new Miguel Arteta uh, Arteta film. He made uh, he made some films that I liked uh, in the '90s and early 2000s. Uh, uh, starting with Star Maps, then Chuck and Buck, and then The Good Girl. Okay. Um, and then he got into doing a lot of a lot of television, especially for HBO. I think he did a lot of Six Feet Under and Big Love type of episodes. I think his last feature was the. Um, comedy Cedar Rapids, which I never saw. And, oh yeah. Um, oh no, I saw that. That was bad. Oh, it was bad because I feel like it didn't get. I feel like there are, it has its defenders. I have. I, think. I have a real Ed Helms aversion, so that okay. was not helping things. But <laughs> that is also in uh, Aaliyah Shawcat uh, vehicle, I believe. Is she in that? I don't remember. Uh, uh, I could be wrong because I never saw it, but I think she's in it, and I'm a big fan of her. I am a huge fan of her, but she might be in it briefly enough to not ward off the Ed Helms. Okay, uh, but Beatrice at Dinner is uh, uh, a new film um, from Miguel Arteta, and it stars Selma Hayek and John Lithgow. Which sounds good, good to me. Uh, speaking of intriguing casts, I'm, I am I, I liked uh, D. Reese's Pariah, so I'm intrigued enough about Mudbound, but I'm a yeah. huge Carrie Mulligan fan, so that enough is enough to get me in the door. Okay. What yeah. if Carrie Mulligan was in a film with Ed Helms? Oh, man. <laughs> the cognitive distance alone would be <laughs> quite extreme. Um. Michael Showalter has a has a new uh, film called The Big Sick. Uh, I mention it because I I like Michael Showalter in theory. I like him as a member of the state and a lot of yeah. the stuff he's involved in. But I don't know that I love him as a director. What else has he directed? Uh, well, he did The Baxter. I think was uh, right. Um, the Baxter. Uh, and then he did one more recently that now I'm drawing a blank on. Um. God. <laughs> no, oh, my friend did tries. he do hello my name is doris uh yes hello my name is doris which i okay. didn't think really was that i didn't great. know that was him yeah i did not think that was that great uh all right okay uh next for my list is uh where is kyra the new michelle pfeiffer movie which that's a huge draw right there however the director andrew uh Desunmu, i guess you pronounce it uh his last film Restless City, I saw at AFI Fest 2011 and really did not care for it. It was like one of those independent movies that they clearly spent a lot on the camera and were really happy with their camera, and that was kind of the end of the road for them. Um, 
Plus, I have a bit of a crunch against it because there were technical difficulties with it. And rather than let us just continue once they resolve the technical difficulties, he made us start the movie over again, which then made it impossible to get in my next screening. Mm. So I got a bit of a grudge against that guy. I don't blame you. But I love Michelle Pfeiffer, so, uh, you know, that might overcome it. Um, I'm on the fa- I have a ticket to a screening, so uh, I'm on the fence. I'll see how the reaction is after it premieres. But I'm interested in a movie called The Polka King. Yeah. Um, it's directed by Maya Forbes, who made a movie a year or two ago. It's a sort of semi-autobiographical movie uh, called Infinitely Polar Bear. Um, that I thought was uh, uh, a pretty good. Uh, this one is based on the remarkable true story of the world's only known polka Ponzi scheme. This mix of comedy and tragedy is about Jan Lewin, a Polish immigrant, or probably Jan Lewin, a Polish immigrant who believed in the American dream. But with big dreams came big mistakes for the man who became the king of Pennsylvania bol- polka. And it stars Jack Black along with Jenny Slate and Jason Schwartzman and Jackie Weaver and J.B. Smoove. Sounds pretty good. It sounds like it could be a really fun movie. <laughs> yeah, for um, sure. But it also has that, I don't know, based on a true storyness that could uh, be um, uh, hacky, I guess. But it also, and not just because of the Jack Black connection, it could be something like Bernie, who's yeah, to say. Yeah, that's what I was thinking for sure. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else? I'm getting near to the bottom of my list here. Really? I've just got quite a few. Uh, Wind River, the directorial debut, I think it's his debut, right. Taylor Sheridan, yeah. who wrote uh, Sicario and uh, Hell or High Water. So I suspect that'll be a pretty big ticket, but it sounds like more of his, uh, you know, tense law enforcement going after people kind of stuff. Uh, has Jeremy Renner, Elizabeth Olsen and John Bernthal. Hmm. I know you don't like that John Bernthal. I don't care for him. Didn't you like him in uh, Daredevil though? I thought he was good in Daredevil. He's good. It's, it's tough just because like, that's not how I picture the Punisher. But I I agree, Uh, but I think it was a fair read on the character. I think, I think it was kind of brought Um, him into modern times. It solid way it's enough that if that when they give him his own series i'll be interested to see yeah. where the character goes whereas like i think almost any with the exception of wolf of wall street uh which i thought like he was appropriately over the top right um i don't know if i've liked him in anything it just there's something about his sensibilities as an actor that i just do not respond to yeah you probably didn't see the hbo's miniseries uh Show Me a Hero, right? I did not. Yeah. It's a very good miniseries, but he is very off tone in exactly the way you would expect. Yeah. (laughs) No, thank you. Um, I forgot there are more documentaries. I have more than I realized. There you go. Uh, There's um, Legion of Brothers, which is a documentary sort of about the, about essentially about the Afghan, uh, Afghanistan war. Um, That's of interest to me, but uh, also, I might not have the energy for it, <laughs> yeah. to be honest. Um, and then I'll, I'll throw another one in uh, that I am actually planning to see um, called Tell Them We Are Rising, the story of black colleges and universities. Hmm. Um, and it's from director Stanley Nelson, who made that documentary a year or two ago about the Black Panthers, oh, uh, Vanguard of the Revolution. So um, sounds I, interesting. I, I liked that. And the, yeah, this one sounds good, too. Uh, I'm... Mildly interested in the directorial debut of video essayist Koganada. Have you ever seen any of his video essays? No, I haven't. He does a lot of work for the Criterion Collection these days, um, and a lot of Criterion fanboys really hate him, but uh, I think he has some interesting viewpoints, and so it's interesting, I think, to me, whenever somebody from the critical world kind of jumps into feature filmmaking. Uh, he has a good cast, too. It's John Cho, Parker Posey, Rory Culkin, uh it seems like kind of a guy comes back home movie, but if you know, those movies, if you do them well, why do uh, criterion <laughs> fanboys not care for him? Um, because he 
puts a lot of production work into his video essays, I guess. And anytime there's anything too flashy, Criterion fanboys kind of withdraw. It's so but weird. They, they don't like they don't like filmmaking all of a sudden. Yeah, <laughs> aren't they supposed Dude, to be in I, movies? I don't know their deal. <laughs> I'm just telling you. I you know do a lot of work with Criterion Cast. These are people I'm exposed to on a regular basis. I'm just telling you like it is. I guess that I don't think in terms of fanboys of like a specific distribution right company, but I guess it makes sense that there would be for Criterion. Um, you betcha. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Um, I can't believe I forgot to mention this one earlier because I am very excited uh, about the new film from director Nacho Vigalondo called Colossal. Yeah, um, that was the next one I was going to mention. Which, uh, uh, it's a, a, an unapologetic party girl dreams of a fresh start only to discover a mysterious and fantastical connection between herself and a city-wrecking monster on the other side of the globe. Oh. Uh, and it stars Anne Hathaway, whom I love. Yeah. Um, yes, I love her as well. I'm glad you said that. Uh, and uh, Dan Stevens, Jason Sudeikis, and Tim Blake Nelson. And uh, I like uh, Nacho Vigalondo. Um, I really liked a movie he made... Um, two or three years ago called Extraterrestrial. I don't know if I missed that one. Yeah. Guys I don't think I've that. seen any of his actually come to think of it. Uh, well, he also did in the, um, the, the ABCs of death, which is um, more miss than hit, right. but he did the very first one, a for apocalypse, which is possibly the best one okay. uh, in the entire uh, a- anthology. But Extraterrestrial is an awesome movie in that it has this huge high concept, but it's really just a like, four person relationship drama, which is basically like a guy goes home with a girl, uh, you know, after a night of clubbing there, they drank too much, stayed up too late. They sleep in, they wake up to find and a spaceship is hovered over the city and the city. I think it's Barcelona has been evacuated. <laughs> um, and the only people left in the building are them and the guy across the hall who's secretly in love with her. Uh, and then the guy who she slept with found out that she, uh, has a boyfriend and he is fighting his way back through the abandoned city to find them. And then it ends up just being these four people in an apartment building for most of the movie. It's a pretty cool, yeah, pretty, pretty cool solid. little, little movie. Um, and so if Colossal has half of the, uh, insight and, uh, fun of, uh, extraterrestrial, uh, I'll like it. And again, big Anne Hathaway fan. All right, what's next for you? Uh, person to Person. Okay. Um, I don't know anything about the director, but it stars Michael Sarah, and I really like the taste he's had kind of post that brief period where the studios tried to make Michael Sarah a thing. I feel like that was... I the, mean, where, I, where the what? Where studios tried to make Michael oh, Sarah okay, a thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Nick and Nora's Infinite yeah, Playlist. I mean, like, Scott Pilgrim was great, obviously, but I feel like there was a lot of other stuff that came out during that era that was, like, obviously passable. But since then, he's done, like... Uh, a lot of really like very low key independent stuff that I think he's done interesting work in, uh, and this like an entertainment too. Yeah, two he's years great. Ago. I missed entertainment, but of course I can't remember the goddamn name of the title I'm trying to think of. But it was uh, something to do it, with a cactus. Yeah, yeah, I know oh, the one you're talking about. Yeah, it's like a goofy title. I think. It's, it is a goofy title. Is the word crystal in there? Yeah, it could something be. like that. Oh yeah, it's something so like cactus and the crystal fairy or something like that. I think you're right. And is. Gabby Hoffman in it? Yes. Uh, I like her. Yeah, they make for a very formidable team. Uh, but this sounds like kind of a comedy with the murder mystery involved and uh, a lot of other elements. It sounds like a lot of fun, and it's super short. Uh, well, yeah, I love that. Um, I'm not going to go into too much details about the plot or anything here. Just there's a new Francois own film called France or France. Probably France. Probably France. Um, and uh, I, I like all of his movies, I think. 
and it's uh, at least partially in black and white, which is interesting. That's fun. And I think it's actually a remake of an Ernst Lubitsch drama from like the oh. early thirties. I didn't, I did not know that. That's yeah. I heard that somewhere. Um, okay. Now I'm done. I mean, there's a couple other things that are maybe worth, uh, mentioning, but I'm, I'm pretty much done. Yeah, actually, as am I, I'll just quickly mention. Oh, wait, sorry. I mentioned, I forgot about their, their finest, which is the new Lona Scherfig, uh, movie. Who that? Um, did, <laughs> did she make an education? Did she? Did she? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking it up. <laughs> Did I, she? I'm trying to figure out what I know that name. For. Yes, that's her name. Lonnie Scherfig made An Education. Well, now I got another movie down my list. And, I uh, loved An Education. What's yeah, the name of this one? Me too. This is called Their Finest. Their Finest. Uh, during the 1940 London Blitz, uh, untried screenwriter Katrin, uh, it's a weird name, struggles to find her voice amidst war as she and a makeshift cast work under fire to create a film to lift the nation's spirits and inspire America to join the war. Uh, starring Gemma Arterton, Sam Claflin, Bill Nighy, Jack Houston, Jake Lacey, Jeremy Irons. Like uh, that cast a lot. Yeah. My birthday buddy, Jeremy Irons. I like that Gemma Arterton. Uh, me too. Did you see um, Gemma Bovary? No, but I really wanted to. Yeah, good movie. But she was even good in that uh, Hansel and Gretel movie. Um, I, I agree. You you have found a fellow defender of Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunter. Well, I'm not going that far. I'm saying she was good in it. Uh, I liked the movie. All right. uh, Crystal Fairy and the Magical Cactus. There we go. Now we're talking. Okay. Uh, quickly, we'll want to mention 7852, which is an unprecedented look at the iconic shower scene in Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. Ooh. Yeah. Like that, that sounds good. Uh, unfortunately, I, it will play after I leave. I mean, I guess I could stay up till midnight and then leave at 5 a.m., but that's not going to happen. Um, and then the you little. You call yourself a film fan. Yeah, do it for uh, art. <laughs> I guess it'd actually be staying up till like 2 a.m. because it starts at midnight. Right. Uh, yeah. uh, and then the little hours. Uh, friggin convent movie with Alison Brie and Dave Franco <laughs> and Kate uh how do you say her name Kate oh, Micucci yeah yeah and uh Aubrey Plaza and John C. Riley and Molly Shannon all right on a nun movie sounds great that does sound good I like nuns I like Molly <laughs> Shannon <laughs> is Aubrey Plaza I've always seen her as as an entertaining but a limited actress is she going to like blow up soon because I keep seeing her name in things and I always like her I don't know I don't, I mean, I don't, I mean, blow up in a good way. Like, yeah. is, is there going to be a moment when she starts getting like big leading roles and roles that like challenge her as an actress? And before you know it, she's a big star. Yeah. I wonder about Do you think her. that's the type of actress she is or could I be? I don't know. The only thing I've seen of her in a lead role was that terrible coming of age movie. The to-do list. Yeah. Which she did her best to make better. She was okay. I don't, I don't feel. I feel like a better actress could have really cemented that. Yeah, it's not a very. I, I, it's not a very good movie. I, I, but I think her limitations in conveying like the eventual emotional arc she has to go through kind of held the movie back when it needed like somebody to do something with it. I don't. Know, I don't have particularly strong feelings either way about Aubrey Plaza. I really like her as a sporting player, but I'm, I just don't know if she has like star capability. Yeah, it's. You know, and, and you know that like it, it won't be for lack of trying on the part of her representation. Like they're going to try and right. and push her as a lead. But some people are just meant to be supporting, and it's and she just has such a you, such a definitive screen presence that doesn't necessarily lend itself to a lead. At least not in the vast majority of movies. And right. so I don't know. Anytime uh, a young actor um, 
start showing up on a lot of things, I always think like, okay, is this going to, is this going to jump to fire or is this going to stay just as it is right now? But it could also be them just realizing the kind of register they work best in. Yeah. And if so, she's, if she's just popping up in a lot of supporting roles, it's like, good. She found her register. Yeah. You know, I feel like you don't find a lot of young actors that beca- that are supporting that are character actors from the word go, except yeah. maybe like a like a Jonah Hill. You know, I hate to say it this way, put it this way, but like, unless they're larger, unless they're like <laughs> overweight or something like that, then for the most part, uh, Holly would be like, okay, we either you're going to be a j- jolly and crazy in a comedy, or you're supporting the re- for the rest of your life. Yeah, but Jonah Hill's kind of a star. Yeah, but in comedies. Yeah. You know, and so, and just, but in dramas, uh, like uh, Moneyball, but also, I guess, uh, I guess Wolf of Wall Street's pretty much a comedy. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think it was a comedy. But yeah, and so, I I feel like that's probably okay, and I, but I think he came in through comedy, and I guess Aubrey Plaza could as well, and so I guess she could be a lead in comedies. You know what else I'm realizing that I would consider her the lead in was um, Safety Not Guaranteed. I think, which I still haven't seen. I think she counts as the yeah, lead I, in that, and also reveals her limitations. <laughs> uh, well, on that note, yes, you know what I'm really excited for at Sundance is replacing these water bottles we've had for the past year. I, I've been thinking mine about is wearing that. out. Uh, yours is more beat up than mine is. Yeah. for some reason, uh, I don't know what you're doing. Um, God knows, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to a new water bottle, new water bottle. New David in 2017. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So uh, now uh, I won't be on the podcast next week because I'll right. be at, uh, at at Sundance. But then when we come back, uh, Tyler won't be on the podcast. But Scott and I will um, actually have some movies to talk about because we'll, we'll see uh, everything we just mentioned. We'll see oh, yeah. all these movies. Definitely. <laughs> um, and more. Uh, so, yeah, stay tuned to the podcast for all that upcoming stuff. Uh, as we said before, check out BattleshipPretension.com, especially while uh, I'm at Sundance. There will be uh, reviews aplenty. Uh, I'll be posting multiple reviews uh, a day while I'm uh, while I'm at Sundance. So you can say that you heard about next year's best picture contender first you uh, when you read my dismissive review of it. Um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, the, I'm talking about the Polka King. And uh, we're, we're really, uh, you know, aside from the, the survey that uh, you need to take, um, be sure to email David at battleshipretention.com your questions for Ask BP. Ask BP. But then Although we it'll are, be... You've got some time. Yeah. Because it'll yeah. be a few weeks before Tyler and I are in the same room again. But we're definitely, we are firmly going into our uh, end of the year coverage yes. now. And so starting in the next several days, we're going to have like a different top 10 by one of our writers every two or three days. Oh, it's exciting. So check that out. And then the BP nominations are going to be announced fairly soon. And uh, maybe by the time you're hearing this, right? Uh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so check back battleship often because, uh, along with being proud of our website, I am very proud of our very comprehensive, uh, uh, end of the year coverage, yeah, even though it's the beginning be, of another one. There's going to be a ton of stuff on the yeah. website over the next uh, few weeks. I'm excited. All right. So that's battleship You can email us at David at battleship or Tyler at battleship You can follow me, David on Twitter at Davey pretension. You can follow Tyler on Twitter at Tyler pretension. Uh, anything going on at more than one lesson this week? Yeah. Uh, we, are trying to talk about that we i've noticed that we've uh we tend to lean towards 
um, prestige movies this time of year, uh, whether they're going to be nominated or not. Um, so we talked about Sully, um, and our most recent episode is Hell or High Water. Uh, and then next week we'll talk about Florence Foster Jenkins, and the one after that will be A Monster Calls. So these aren't necessarily going to be like big uh, nominees in certain areas, but they're movies that uh, are, in many cases, uh, respected. Do you think now you guys are both better at actual like Academy Award predictions than mm-hmm. I am? What categories are we looking at for Hell or High Water? Original screenplay, and I think Best Picture. Picture. Not, not Jeff Bridges or Ben Foster in the uh, maybe Bridges. Okay, I think they might actually throw a surprise and go uh, Ben Foster. Watch out. Um, I, he's Bridges is the obvious one, but this could wind up being sort of like a Departed situation where Nicholson was the obvious nominee for supporting actor, but they go with this other thing. Uh, they go with uh, Mark Wahlberg, so it might be okay. Jeff Bridges is the obvious one, but Ben Foster has been putting in good work for a long time as a character actor, and now's the opportunity well, to nominate him. Having followed nomination because of our draft i know mm-hmm. ben foster is the one who started with the momentum right yeah now and it's like been firmly bridges ever since yeah, yeah. and and uh, you know the the industry could be like hey we do we sure do like jeff bridges let's do this again but they do every once in a while try to to reward somebody who's been kind of a workhorse for a while especially if he gives them an opportunity they did not nominate him in 2007 uh, ben foster for uh, 310 to yuma which he got some praised uh, some prestige for uh so i think there's a a possibility but yeah screenplay definitely picture i'd say definitely i don't know about definitely but i think it's in there though it's on the edge yeah and then there's a remote possibility of director but i don't think so now yeah that'd be that'd be nice for me for the for fantasy award season have him because like Uh, yeah i had to trade clint eastwood even though it's always amazing and he's not no one's no one's uh, yeah surprisingly how did i have jeff nichols and martin scorsese and i get nothing (laughs) sorry i got a little something for i've got more for jeff nichols than i did martin scorsese i think scorsese might get the oscar nomination there is i did have the thought that that might happen they've gotten him in there for every fall release he's had for the past like 20 years almost and usually really he was nominated for hugo yeah oh yeah and usually the DGA is predictive, but at the same time, Wait, was he nominated for that Rolling Stones concert movie? No, <laughs> <laughs> he got a he got an honorary Oscar for that one. But um, but uh, the DGA is usually predictive, but I don't see the director of Lion getting in there. I like that not. was a surprise for the DGA. Um, it's right on for the DGA. They like their kind of industry play it safe guys a little bit more, and the Oscars tend yeah. to go a little artier. Uh, the Weinstein Company canceled the lion screen that I RSVP'd for and didn't tell me, and I they, showed up. Oh, oh, I was going to say they saved you the trouble, but if you showed up, then uh, yeah. That happened to me once with the Weinstein Company. I, I showed up at, uh, it's a hotel where I had to valet my car, and suddenly there's no one from the Weinstein oh, Company. To, at the London? Yeah, yeah. So there's no one to validate. Like I, yeah. uh, It's $15. Luckily, the guy behind the desk was nice. Oh, and, that's good. And wrote a little like note and got me validated. Oh, that's good. But great. instead, what I, I showed up, I was like, there's nothing here. I went to the bar at the hotel <laughs> and watched some of Obama's farewell speech. <laughs> Uh, nice. this was just the other night. Uh, and, and then I, uh, decided to light out. All right. Um, Scott, where can people find you and your work on the internet? I just remembered I went to the London too. And when I got there, a screening was canceled. What the hell's going on there? Was it also Weinstein? No, it was for the moonlight. Uh, um, someone's running this shit poorly. Uh, I am on Twitter at rail of tomorrow. Uh, I feel like I pimped a ton of stuff last week. So that stuff plus, uh, a text version of my top 10 should be on the website by the time this goes up and some more L.A. repertory posts. And I just wrote a post for the American Cinematheque that should go up 
pretty soon um, about the depiction of Los Angeles in Jacques Demy's model shop, contrasted with the depiction of Los Angeles in Demon Giselle's La La Land. Fun. That sounds like a fun piece uh, to read. Um, and of course, your Sundance stuff will be there at Criterion Cast. Yes. Um, but you'll be back to wrap up Sundance in two weeks on the podcast. Nothing but Sundance. All right. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll get you next time. Bye. Bye. This program is a proud member of the Battleship Pretension Fleet. 